Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to the SIG Podcast Anvil Show. You may hear a little bit of discontent in my voice. Well, the Colts are no longer in the thick of things. But you know what? There's always a positive to be had even when your team doesn't do well. And we're going to talk about all that stuff to include the game and maybe what the future holds. But before all that, Sammy, start me up. Turn up your volume. Because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast. And Bill Show. The sickest Indianapolis Colts podcast. It's going to be sick. Sick, sick. It is going to be sick. Shane, Sammy, I'm sorry. Please put up. There you go. <laughs> Look at me. I'm tripping. All right. DraftKings. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use DraftKings code 6sports to get $200 in bonus bets instantly when you bet just five on any NFL bet. Again, that's a word from our sponsor, DraftKings. Now, Sammy, please bring in Freak and Frack. You know what? Um, I just realized because I listened to Club Shay Shay. That is Shannon Sharp's podcast. He is also sponsored by DraftKings. So it was cool shit to be like, I mean, in some way we're connected to a bigger show, right? It's pretty cool. Anyway, super random. All these motherfuckers giving me thumbs yeah, up. He should feel special connected to us. Yeah, okay, well, whatever. Um, how, you, <laughs> <laughs> how are you guys doing tonight? Let me ask you that before we get into what we got to get into. Cold and wet and sad. Cold and wet. I don't ever think I ever want to hear you say that combination of shit. It's January and, it, and it's rained 12 inches in Indianapolis today. So, yeah, I'm cold and I'm wet. Who Mute cares? Mic. Me, me, on the other hand, I am still on cloud nine from Saturday. And All right, we'll, we'll get into that. Actually, that's a fancy hat you have on. What are you wearing? I am wearing a special gift from yours truly, The Voice. Special yeah. angle hats. Maybe we'll uh, mass produce these soon. Who knows? Where's your hat, you ball fuck? Okay. Well, put it on your fucking head. <laughs> oh, my you God. Want, you want to be that guy? So you're the, you're, you're the, the guy staring at the, the window, that little gif? Hello. <laughs> <laughs> what a nice <laughs> That's officially a sound. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. 
That is the official sound of the anvil. And with that, please like, subscribe, follow on all the things, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, um, and, of course, the X, where you can find us all. You can find me at Colts Clyde. You can find the guy to my left, probably your right. <laughs> We're not going to do that. <laughs> we can find a guy. There you go. Find a guy to my left, but to my right looking at you. Where can I find you? Let's see who gets it right. You can find me at Big Country. You're wrong. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Go ahead. Go ahead, P. Now finish, finish what you're saying. Yeah. At Big Country Colts. There you go. I already said it. No, you didn't. You got Big Country, and then he interrupted you. Oh. Okay, where they can where can they find you? Damn. At Big P Colts. <laughs> And where can they find you, sir? I just told you at Colts Clyde. Oh, at Colts Clyde. Yeah, you can read, can't you? You see it down there. <laughs> okay, Sammy, make that go away. As you can tell, we don't have our normal loving chemistry because you know what? The fucking Colts lost. Okay, and uh, I don't know if I like these two anymore until next year. That might be what it is. Like I've had to put up with your slap hands and grabbies and all that other bullshit. And now the season is over, and I maybe I feel like a victim now. Suddenly, I'm a victim of abuse. Oh my God. Wow, sons of bitches. Anywho, <laughs> before <laughs> we talk about the game, that's gonna bring me more pain and sadness. Let's have a little mini tribute to what Saturday looked like. So, Sammy, do you have something that you could potentially queue up for us, please? Follow us that don't know who that was. That was Emily Wright of WTHR, WTHR 13 in Indianapolis doing a live, and I mean a live, Anvil shot in Touchdown Town with the Forge. As you've seen, all of those bodies, we're not going to, you know, not be humble here, but all of those bodies were at the Forge, <laughs> safe to say. We were the place to be on Saturday. It was absolutely epic. Shout out to our neighbors on Saturday, the Blue Ladies. They held us down with a combination of our fried rice and their amazing treats and pastries and shots were flowing. And 
Indy does not currently have an identity when it comes to tailgating. But we're fucking going to get one. And it's going to sound like the Forge. <laughs> but anyway, this motherfucker over here he might cry. So you get to go first. Cry it up, baby. Oh, I'm gonna, y'all! I'm gonna try my best not to ball like a baby, like I did at that damn tailgate after all that happened. I mean, we had a bunch of people there. Yes, it was truly humbling, but yet a biggest, the big, one of the biggest blessings ever in my life. I'm sure I could say the same for you two as well. Just to see something that was just an ideal one night after a show form into something that could become the identity of the Indianapolis tailgating scene. Something that was just that simple and something that we all agreed upon and something that we all worked hard towards, something that we pushed and we pushed. But before I go on anymore, I just want to give a big shout out to first and foremost, um, give all the credit to God without, you know, him putting each other, all of us, each other into our lives. None of this would be possible. And that includes, you know, all of our crew as well. Um, secondly, I want to thank and shout out the Blue Crew for having us for the last game of the season and the Steelers game before that. Without them, we wouldn't got the exposure that we did. Um, and shout out also to our beloved Anvil family. They know who they are. Rebecca, Sarah, Daniel, Luis, the, li- the list goes on. Travis, Amber. The list goes on and on. Thank all of you Carolina, all from the bottom of our heart. Travis. Uh, yes Tyler Tyler um yes but without each individual none of this would be possible without you so thank you but just to see that manifestation of something that I barely even dreamed about all I wanted to do was just tailgate I never thought I'd be part of a podcast I never thought I'd be part of a major tailgate such as this now, I never thought what ideals came to be would be. And just to do it with people that I love and to do it with people who have the same ideology, who I call my brothers, and I mean that to the bottom of my heart, guys and gals, thank you for everything. Thank you. Like I said in our little group before, this is the peak of what we are. I'm totally fine with that. We made a statement, but I think this is still just the beginning. It's, it, he about to fucking cry over there, boy. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Right. I, I, I know how Clyde felt in Germany when he was getting <clears throat> recognized over there. You know, we're international now. So I I felt his emotion then. I, I got it. I really nope. did. Oh, yeah. Never mind. I almost. Hold on. Let me brought myself. <laughs> Bruh. I forgot that I mentioned that on the podcast. Let me fucking tell my story because you crying, but yeah, I did say that I almost cried, so my fault. I had to brought myself. Anyway, so Pat, what are your fi- Pat, Pat? What was your feelings about everything that night? Yeah, well, first of all, <clears throat> special thanks to Emily Longnecker of WTHR Channel Thirteen coming by, filming us, interviewing us, hitting the anvil with us, having just having a good time. You know, she she. It really seemed like she was having a great time with us. You know, she was getting excited, screaming, yelling with everybody else. So that was really cool when when you have a personality like that. Uh, If you can call it break character of her work scene and and just just be a fan and have fun and scream and yell. That was really cool. 
super big shout out to the blue crew for hosting us uh there you know you said a lot uh so i don't want to be redundant but big shout out to the blue ladies as well but you know it's not just and this is what we we've stressed to everybody it, it it's not just us doing this it's all of you guys too you know, so what we're talking about, you should be able to fill that in your chest, too. And you should be able to pump your chest just as much as we are, because it's. It's all of us doing it, not just us three or us five. It's everyone involved. So super big shout outs to everybody. Yeah, so I think that's a, a better way to start this podcast. So we're not banging and breaking shit, but uh <laughs> I guess we should now talk about the game. Uh, I'll express my little uh, a little bit later about how I felt about about that, just to change it. But let's get into the game, man. So, I mean, we might as well just jump right to where you rip off the band aid and start picking the scab because everybody was on Goodson's head for dropping the pass and blamed him for this. Can't believe his greatest Shane Steichen has been all year. Let's put the ball in our four string running backs' hands. All these other fucking you know thoughts. You know, and initially in the moment, you can definitely feel the way you you can feel. And even after you fucking had a chance to cool off and watch the game and all the things, you can still feel the way you feel. But as you think about what happened and how that game ended, if you choose to forget about all the things that we could have done better, all the things that went unsaid later in the game because we lost, but probably are reasons that we lost you're just not being a real fan. I mean, for the moment, for this long, I think I was upset with Goodson, right? I was like, fuck. He did drop the pass. Who knows what happened? Okay, cool. But then I thought about immediately. Now, a lot of shit has happened around us and emotions and people are booing and getting up and leaving and just feeling all kind of crazy. But by the time we got back to the RV, I couldn't even get my thoughts right for our after the game because I was still fucking hot about that fucking drive the last Texans drive, two, two second and 20s that we gave up. We made second and 20 twice look like uh, it's second and three. Twice. And, I mean, if we're going to just live to play on, like, okay, well, fuck it. We didn't stop them. They scored. Okay, now we got the chance to go win the game. That's haphazard fandom <laughs> because, you know what, we should have fucking stopped them twice, not been in that pos- that position. Still been tied. Was it tied at that point? It was, yeah, it was tied at that point because they missed the extra point. Mm-hmm. And then ha- had our opportunity to go down and get a field goal, whatever. I mean, every play definitely changes the next play. I really don't like when people try to remember something that happened in the second quarter. I'm like, oh, if we would have got those points there, we would have won the game. Well, that's also saying that every single thing that happened after that would have happened the exact same way. That's living in a fantasy world, too. So just looking at that game, looking at the last drive for Houston and the last drive for Indy, we had the opportunity to get the stops we needed because they were penalized and we didn't do it. And because we didn't do it, we were down 23-17, needing to now all of a sudden get a quick TD that we hadn't been able to do all game. That's the real situation. So I'm not saying that Goodson just gets a pass, but I'm also saying think about what also happened leading up to that. I'm pretty sure Zaire holding and hugging him at the end of the game and whispering whatever in his ears is like, hey, bro, this is just as much on me 
in this defense as it is you because we had our opportunities and we didn't take advantage of them, period. So let's just be real fans here, right? So let's, that's my perspective of the whole, you know, Goodson and how he's been treated and people, you know, hopefully nobody's made death threats, but this kid is crying at the interview and feeling like, you know, he's lower than the, the, the smallest place on earth right now. And he shouldn't, right? He shouldn't. Absolutely. He should. So you, I'm going to let you guys take it and tell me your thoughts on that. I think you said it exactly right. Everybody's got to take part in this because everybody did. You know, that first play, Nick Cross was out of position. They dropped a 75-yard bomb on us. Okay? Take that TD away and what we got? Yep. Okay? Uh, We've seen missed tackles. We've seen the O-line break down. You know, we've seen Gardner Minshew throw throw bad passes. The only one that – I'm not going to say the only one, but on that last play, I thought it was brilliant. You know, of course, we needed one yard, and we got JT on the bench. And <laughs> and that's all people are talking about. Why wasn't JT on the field? Well, I'll tell you this. JT already had over 150 yards on the ground. 188. If he, if he, was, if he was on the field, all eyes would have been on Jonathan Taylor. A stop would have probably happened. Okay, so you take JT off the field. You now direct eyes to Pittman and Downs, which was on the right side of the field. You send your third four string running back to the left that nobody's paying attention to. Mm-hmm. And he was wide ass open. So to mm-hmm. me, it was a brilliant, brilliant play call. Just poor execution. And that last statement I just said was pretty much the, the statement of the game. Poor execution on both sides of the ball. You know, we we scored 17 points. That is it. They yeah. gave us they gave us the other two on that on that safety when they were putting right. to eat up to eat up more clock. Yep. Yep. That's so true. to me, it was just poor execution everywhere. Like a, a pathetic first half. You know, like I, I can't remember Gardner's numbers, but he might have he might have threw for mid one thirties or something like that. Like what? Like come on, man, yeah. that's not gonna get it done. But country, what's your thoughts on on how everything played out? And your your thoughts on the last play and the who's to blame and all that other shit. I mean, overall, the way I think that players, most of all, like Pat said, was poor. Ex, you know, they didn't execute well. Therefore, I think they let down their head coach. Everyone wants to point the finger at Shane for that play call at the end of the game, benching Jonathan Taylor, Bob. The players ultimately let themselves and their head coach down, period. They didn't They didn't play like it was a playoff game. Everything was subpar. Defense was subpar. Offensive line was subpar. Gardner Minshew's throws were subpar in some situations. I mean, it was just – it was chaos the whole time and not in a good way for us. And, um, again, with the pass to Goodson, there was a video that leaked of Shane saying that was on you, talking to Gardner Mitchell, said it was on you. You, like, you basically ruined it for us. He went, And everyone's getting on him for saying that, like bashing him or whatever. It's like, no, it's called accountability, people. I'm glad we have a head coach that's having people 
or having accountability for people who don't execute the plays correctly. That was on Gardner Minshew for the most part. It was a brilliant play, like Pat said, and Gardner threw it behind him, off this whatever. It was hard for him to catch that ball. Could JT or Moss caught it? That's that's hearsay at this point. May they may or may not have been able to. Who knows? But yeah, a lot of a lot of what ifs at this moment. But you know the, what? The, the, what the, if JT would have caught it? What if uh, they didn't give up that seventy-five yard bomb? What if blah blah blah? And and the, the what ifs goes on and on and on. And that's the problem with the majority of this fan base right now, too, is like they want to weigh in on the what ifs, and the what ifs is what the problem was. And it's just like, no, there's multiple, like Pat or like Clyde said, there's multiple things that led up to this point. Yep. Gardner, you know, Gardner felt weight on his shoulders just from how, you know, how the whole team played the whole game. He, you could tell he was rushed, but he shouldn't have been. He had protection and everything. Goodson was wide open. It should have been an easy first down for us. But you know what? It just wasn't it. It wasn't. The truth is, it's not meant. It's, it wasn't meant to be. Like I feel like, as much as we, you know, pour into these teams and and things like that as fans, and that's across the entire scope of the NFL. We all, as fans, like love our teams and and honestly believe at some point during the season or after the season, man, if we would have just. We could have been champions. Well, it's not set up but, for that. But it, it, here's the thing, too, I want to add real quick, if you don't mind. We did not expect to have a Super Bowl run this year. We expected growing pains. We expected a lot of things this year. We expected a rookie quarterback to show out this year. We, ex- we had high expectations this year, yes, for a lot of multiple reasons. But finishing 9-8 and eight with a winning record with a rookie head coach, a backup quarterback the majority of the season – the JT drama, you know, injury after injury. I'm happy with how we performed this year. Yeah, suspensions, all the distractions. I'm happy with how this turned out this year. See, I, th- One I, of think, reasons- I think what ends up happening at certain points in time, though, is like people absolutely come into the season like that, no expectations because you could fall back on that. But we forget about that once we see a little bit of success. And then all of a sudden, this team is Super Bowl ready. In my heart of hearts, bro, this is not me knocking a team. And I know I've been picking against them all year, but that's just a superstition thing based on how this year went. So spare me. <laughs> but, <laughs> right. You know I don't go against my Colts. But but in all honesty, bro, like coming into the playoffs, I felt had we made it, that would have been a great lift because we ain't been in four years and we would have won a division now knowing what happened with the Jags. That would have been amazing because we ain't won since 14. But even hosting Cleveland, that's not a game I feel too comfortable about. Uh, or potentially the going on the road, that's definitely not a game I'm really comfortable about because I don't feel that this defense can keep up with all the speed that they have. So, again, I'm not going to write them off and just be like it was going to be an instant nail, but at some point people start to lose a little bit of reality, right? Like so You got you to keep it real with some things, people. Yeah, this, this team – overachieved like you know and i'm not gonna you know name drop these folks because they they are respected you know what i mean but i feel like sometimes some of our our our, uh media will ask questions or insinuate the wrong things i read a couple things on the x you know one thing um that one writer wrote was something along the lines of hey you put jt in there you go for fourth and one you get stuffed oh well you shake hands and and you don't hang your head because you want your best player Okay, maybe. And then another person was like, you know, 
No, no doubt Shane is a mastermind. He's great for this team, but this is a situation where, you know, he might have got too cute for himself. No. But no, I mean, these are things that I feel like you have to maybe write because of your position and whatever. But in all honesty, like if like I've said, if you've lived with the plays all season, despite what the personnel was, because mind you, JT was here and he wasn't that wasn't here and all these other things then you live with it at this point. Just like he said at the end of the game, hey, look, we scheme that up. That's the play. We rep it. I get it. This guy is a, is a young kid, you know, four-string or whatever, but he knows that play is for him, and it ain't no mystery, and he just didn't execute. So we were praising this guy a couple weeks ago when him and Sermon are running wild, <laughs> you know, and then all of a sudden now, you know, it's like, oh, why would you go to him? What? Like, Yeah, everybody consistent. wants him cut. Yeah, yeah he can, wants to have his head on a spick and shit. Yeah. It's been the Gardner Minshew talk the whole year, right? We on the high, you know, like, oh my God, this guy is the best backup in the league. Okay. This guy is, is playing himself into a starting contract next year. Okay. Oh, this guy's the worst in the league. Oh my God, Gardner's terrible. Oh my God. Oh God, Gardner's back. Like, which what is it? And I've been part of that too. So I am not, you know, getting a pass. But I'm saying at the same token, if we're gonna just absolutely speak our feelings at that moment then say that. But then when you go back and look at everything, like realize that we gave man, me and Pat, we sit next to each other and our at our seats. We look at each other too many times during the game and already know what our thoughts are going to be. We start off hot. We didn't score a touchdown this week, but just like the previous two games, we go down the field, good drive. We end up getting three this week. Pat, what we knew, what, what did we do for the next five drives? <laughs> As he gets up and walks away, because that's basically what we could have did for the entire first half. I could have just kept getting up to get popcorn. That's uh, my hey, representation of three and out. Yeah. Do you do you want me to <laughs> pick you up a soda? Do you want a beer? Like I might run to the pro shop because guess what? We're not playing football because every time we get the ball, three and out. You know what I'm saying? Get we had terrible field position for the majority of the game. Terrible p- field position. We couldn't ever change the field position. Because, I mean, we just were not executing. Mo Alley dropping passes. Gardner putting the ball two yards behind people. Like, he giving up on plays too early. Not even looking at Josh Downs until, like, the fourth quarter. Like, we can go on and on. And how many times did we say Alec Pierce was wide ass open? Wide open. And he, didn't even, open. he didn't even pan the field. Bruh. He stuck to his <laughs> one-two read. And that was it. I guarantee you know, he he's a backup quarterback for a reason. We've been saying it yeah. all season. Yeah, all and, you know, don't don't take me wrong. I ain't bashing too hard on him because you know he's done really well. You know, yeah. got us where we's at. That's Appreciate true. it, but <laughs> you got to do better, Gardner. <laughs> you know, I appreciate it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> he had weird. Michael Pittman laid out. You know. In that one big ass hit that damn near ripped his head off, but he's done it all. Yeah, he broke his back with with throw with throws like that. Excuse me, I was hiccup and burping at the same damn time. That's fucking. Terrible. <laughs> it is. Yeah. <laughs> you know, no. so I don't know. I mean, I'm not putting all that on Goodson by no means. You know, um, if if he did know that play, he should have got turned around a little bit faster than what he did. But that ball came faster than what he was probably expecting. 
And did it hit his hands? Yes. But when you're turning and as you're turning, that ball's right there. I mean, that shit happens so damn fast. I mean, come on. That's what I was saying. He, uh, there's, he acted, there's only a handful. Of, uh, yeah, there's only a handful of receivers that can make a snag like that in the motion of turning and setting for the ball, and the ball's already there. That's what I was saying and a minute ago. Gardner, Gardner was backing up like he was hurried, but he wasn't hurried. He had protection. The hell was he in a hurry for? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and I think that this this thing too, right? Like again, we I. I try not to bash the players. I used to be way different. <laughs> Colts Clyde 10, 12, 15 years ago watching these games, I'd be fucking everybody can get it. Peyton can get it. Reggie can get it. Marvin got it. Edge got it. The defense got it. Like, but I was a young fan in the sense of age. I have been still cheering since I was like eight or nine. But it's not even understanding the game. It's like realizing like that though I love this team, I did nothing on that Saturday and or Sunday or Monday night or Thursday night, and we play every day of the week now, to say <laughs> I could have done something better. So what I'm getting at is I couldn't have done anything better than what yeah, happened right. that night because I'm just a civilian-ass fan that loves his team. So all this fucking quarterbacking from your fucking 85-inch TV or, hell, from your fucking highly-priced Tickets are are your highly priced season tickets. Either fucking way, you don't have equipment. You don't know the play calls. You don't know the pressure. You're not there in that moment on the field, eleven against eleven, make it happen. So I, I know that's hard to fucking you know <laughs> put in a package, but keep that wrapped up because guess what? You would have went out there and ran that route. Who says you catching the shit? <laughs> you know, or your Gardner yeah. Minshew, and you got to throw it. Who says you can get the ball there? Damn right. I mean, we just gotta, we just gotta break it down. If if you really sum this shit up, it would a lot of this shit is bragging rights for certain moments. A lot of this shit is, hey, we just want to get off the snide. A lot of this shit is, we want to remember what it was like during the Peyton years, some of the luck years, and I get all of that, and all of that is valid. But at the end of the fucking day, this team. I won't use the word doomed, but this team was in trouble when we found out Anthony Richardson would no longer play this season because everything was schemed around him. And so many games, so many plays to not blame Gardner, but you just knew Gardner meant you can't make this play, whether that's run and go get seven, even though he took off like, oh, he got a he got a, a head of steam and he's like, oh, fuck, he only got three yards. Yeah, because he doesn't run a four four. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, oh shit, such and such is open. You know, like he can just stand in there and let that go. Oh no, that's right. He can't because Anthony Richardson doesn't seem to get stressed in the pocket. He stands in that bitch and lets it go. Gardner Minshew feels the pressure. His feet are almost backwards. He's trying to move so fast. When he feels <laughs> pressure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he don't have much pocket presence, that's for sure. But then you look at too, like this is the other part that 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 is very instrumental. Patrick knows, like, when I'm watching the game, leave me alone. <laughs> but he bothers me. But I'll be picking up on little things that's going on. So I'm not saying I was the first to announce this, but I remember coming off a drive in the third quarter. I looked at y'all, and I was like, bro, Braden Smith has a fucking left ice pack on his knee. As soon as that happened, the running game completely, I mean completely changed. In the sense – 
changed hell. It stopped. It stopped because now they could load up on the weak side and they were just pushing all the plays to the strong side. It, that's exactly what happened. So the cutback lanes were gone. You know, the, the opportunities were gone. That's why it's a five-man team that's blocking, sometimes six, when you have a tight end because everybody knows their assignment. I don't know. I, I get it. Oh, boy, might be – Freeland might be decent in a year or two. But, man, he struggled. Every time he had an opportunity to show me something different this season, that kid struggled. And he, as, as he probably rightfully should because he's a fucking rookie. You know what I mean? Now, so, can, can I remind you guys something at the beginning of this season? We all we asked each other what our expectations, and we and non we all said growth. We wanted to see the, predictions. I mean, not a score prediction. Do we have our uh, what's call it? Our records up. Uh, Sammy, no. Sammy, can you find our records? Is it? Do you have that? You can let us know in the bottom if I'm asking too much. <laughs> I think you're asking too much. But anyways, I you know, didn't ask you we, though. So what about we, that? Yeah, that's right. Now Sammy like says, great Swami, I already know. Sammy did say I asked too much. I My did. Bad. I remember mine. I did say nine and eight. Oh, I don't think so. I did. Oh, horse I really did. I really did. No, the fuck you. <laughs> yes, I did. A bullshit. I did. A bullshit. I'm pretty uh-uh. sure. He, I'm pretty sure. I'm. I think he did because both me and you said ten and seven. I think some of you motherfuckers are outlandish. I think somebody had 11, 12 victories on this bitch. Don't do what that. What me? I said nine and eight. Okay. I really Thomas. did. All right. Anyway, continue. But anyways, uh, <laughs> you know, we, we all said what we what we truly wanted out of this season wasn't a win-loss record. It was growth in this team. We wanted to see growth in a young quarterback. We wanted to see growth in our in our coach. We wanted, you know, to see growth on our defense. And if you ask me, I believe we got what we asked for. This entire team did nothing but grow all season long. Yeah, but now you we know? got half of it is uh, free agents. <laughs> <laughs> so that, what does that mean exactly? <laughs> that, that, that's, that's, part of the, that's part of the business game now. Year, <laughs> it's going to be a whole new now, roster. Now, it's yeah, now, now, that's. Now past that, he's got to go to work. And yeah, and listen, we're going to have plenty of shows to, to lead up to when we get to free agency. We're going to have plenty of shows leading up to his Christmas and Super Bowl, that being the NFL draft experience. We're going to – or not the NFL draft. I'm sorry, the combine. Combine. But the, the NFL draft Woo-hoo. is my Super Bowl experience. But anywho, um, let, listen, and Clyde, I'm talking to you too. Make sure I hey, I'm talking to you too. They're in Let that draft in Detroit, right? This year. Yeah. yeah. Oh, road trip. We gotta let Ballard do his job. And I'm talking to me too. It's pretty evident that he well, that's nothing is never say never. But I'm gonna say he's not going anywhere. This is our GM, right? I know you guys keep marketing him for death. Every single time you get the opportunity based on the outcomes of the season. And it's just another one that we didn't, you know, meet goals and this and that. But he ain't going nowhere. (laughs) Okay. He's not going anywhere. So with that, let him do his job. But before we close, I'm going to make a bold ass prediction. I know we had some 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 early signings, you know, nothing really major, a few, you know, one year contract extensions, whatever, blah, blah, blah. So we still got, you know, upwards of 70 million dollars. Seventy something. something 
something drastic's gonna happen this offseason. Some kind of like, oh shit, that's not a Colts type move is gonna happen this offseason. Don't don't quote me on you know what position because I have no idea. But I feel like at certain points you realize that I can still keep my philosophy and still add a little something to it. So I know he wants to build through the draft. But reason why I say this, this is why this is my prediction, is because now, truly now, his first real classes, he's starting to turn those over. No more Shaq Leonard. No more Bobby O. You know what I mean? No more Antoine Walker. You know, no more Paris Campbell, Malik Hooker. You know, no no more of these guys rock you sin that he chose at higher levels of the draft and felt, hey, look, these are going to be, you know, future Colts for time to come. He's outlived them, and they're his guys. So I'm saying, I'm not saying he's going to change his whole philosophy, but I'm also saying how many more building block years, Chris, do you think the organization and yourself are really up to, right? Because look, man, when you say these are players of the future and now they're not re-signed, some of them are cut, whatever they may have you, well, what is your real plan look like? Because how many times are we going to get to do this? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Quentin Nelson will be in year seven next year. Just put that in perspective. And he drafted him. So, I mean, we always talked about this, you know, earlier on in, in previous years of this show when we were different, you know, different uh, entities. But we would talk about, like, every year that you don't succeed, that's another year for these all pros. But now we only got one left. Well, Defoe's all pro. But I'm talking about a drafted all pro, like, you know, him, Shaq Leonard, they were supposed to be, you know, forces on this team for 10 years or more, you know, and now one of them's gone. And, I mean, in all honesty, not knocking Q, but Q don't look like Q three years ago. I mean, he's still solid, but, shit, Q was a mauler, like like first ballot Hall of Fame type talk. Still not saying that might not happen, but that play don't look like it did two or three years ago. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I guess I'll, I'll, I'll end with that. That's my final thoughts. I'll let you guys go around the room, but I feel like something big. Will happen something I have everybody like no nah, the Colts and just go sign whomever but it's something like that's gonna happen so I kick it to you guys where we get out of here because we're over time so Pat go ahead be quick well my final thoughts that's dope that is fucking <laughs> sweet that's new uh, shit did you see that no kidding it. yeah let me clap that up you, you didn't see <laughs> You didn't see the uh oh, shit, look, at that. Stick on look at that shit. That is dope. Not, I'm fucking guy. stoked. I'm so stoked right now. Sammy working his ass off tonight. Yeah. All right, Pat. Heard it. <laughs> look at that. That was at the beginning of the show, Goofy. Oh, that one I seen. Fuck you. Um shit. Now <laughs> Go ahead, Acosta. Bruh. Not up. My my lasting message is this. It was a very heartbreaking end to a season-ending game that could have put us in a very good situation for the playoffs. But you know what? You can't sit here and criticize these players and coaches after such a promising season 
and a hopeful future in Shane Steichen and the young players that we still do have. Will we resign some of our stars? Absolutely. Who? We don't know. That's yet to be determined. But you know what? The future is bright in Indianapolis. you got to stay hopeful, stay open-minded, and just be real, like we've been talking about all, all show. Just stay real to yourself. Stay real to your team. And that's, you know, my final message um, to everybody. But, Clyde, you said you had, you know, something to say about the tailgate before we hopped off here too. Yeah, Pat still got to go. But I also was going to say, unless it's Gus Bradley, because you can critique the fuck out of him and he can get fucking fired and all the other things. Anyway, Pat, go ahead. <laughs> Gus Bradley. Gus Bradley's in studio. What do you got? My bad, Gus. <laughs> this is the way I see. Did it suck ending the way it ended? Yes. And did it suck even more when the Titans beat the Jags? Gave the division to the Texans. Congratulations to the Texans. Ain't taking nothing from them. But that division title was handed to them. And if it was us, it would have been handed to us. I would rather dominate and earn what I get than something be handed to me. Just like going into the playoffs, I said, I don't want to have to rely on other people to get me into the playoffs. That means I'm not a playoff team. If I if my team goes out and they handle the business the way they're supposed to, we will be where we're supposed to be. And nothing is handed to us. So once I started thinking that way, the upsetness started going away. Just yeah, for the simple pissing. fact. Yeah, just for the <laughs> I was, I was after real the game. pissed. Did y'all watch the after game reaction? He, <laughs> <laughs> I was mad. I was mad. But, you know, I was I was I was I was the same way. I, I took my head off, you know, fuck the top of my lungs. I really did, but walking oh back, you know, God. I I got I got more open minded about it when I started walking back to the RV. So I was there with him. <laughs> so I would, you know, come into next year. My expectations are going to be a lot higher for this team, a lot higher for this coach. You know, coming into next this year, you know, my expectations are going to be that division. And it's not going to be handed to me. I thought I said be quick. Damn. That was that was as quick as I could be, sir. You're like a pastor Ooh. in a sermon. Okay. All right. Last thing for real, for real. <clears throat> this this is for real. Sometimes people don't believe what they can't see but when you're a part of something like this you know what it can be so we're asking all of y'all we're never going to front we're never going to fake the funk everything from this podcast to this tailgate that we're creating is real everything every experience that we're giving is real the after actions of what's happening is phenomenal we just ask that you help us become the tailgate of Indy. Everybody has their own, right? People have certain titles like Bill's Mafia. And guess what? They come visit us next year. And we got something in store for that. We got a great plan for that when they show up. But we're trying to grow to that level. And we believe in that. We had a whole other fan base, the traveling Texans, come and maybe they thought they were going to get a little food, a little drink, and then go on about their merry way. No, they hung out the whole fucking afternoon because they couldn't believe how a we treated them with respect and the utmost like you know honor for just being fans 
And also, they couldn't believe how cool it was just to kick it with people who really love football and the experiences that we give them. So, for each fan base that comes to Indy next year, you're looking for one place and one place only. That's the Forge. Forge Where we'll be, we don't know yet. But as soon as we know, you'll know. I'm telling you, this is a movement, and you better get on the train. And the way you do that. The, The Blue Crew can't get rid of us now. The way you do I mean, that, after, after hold Saturday, on, you fuckers. The way you do that is by subscribing <laughs> and following us on Facebook and YouTube. That's how you do that. So again, if you if you follow us on YouTube, I'm sorry. If you follow us on Facebook, why haven't you subscribed to YouTube? These are two things that are not always the same. You need to be a part of both. Spread the message. I am done. Now you guys can jump in and do whatever the fuck. Don't fuck up my just- next time. I was just gonna, I, I was just gonna say, just reiterate what you said. After Saturday, for sure, the forge has become now a movement. After Saturday night, that's all I gotta say. Hey, Sammy, guess who the Natty champs are? Hail to the fucking victors and get us out of here, please. Of course. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the Sick Podcast and Bill Show on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts.